Tuning in to the 228th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D. Lane. As always, I want to thank you all for tuning in, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, or whichever podcasting app or platform you may be listening to me via being recorded from Buffalo, New York. Wednesday edition of the show, going to have Silas. Silas Garrison on. Haven't had Silas on in a while. I don't think I've had Silas on since the Los Angeles Lakers won the NBA championship, and that has to have been a uh, couple of months ago, right? We're all the way in November now. Uh, talk about September, about time when that was all going on with the NBA Finals. So I haven't had Silas on in about a month or so, uh, lo- longer actually. So it's going to be really interesting. Me and Silas, we're going to get into the Lakers, of course. Silas loves LeBron. He has some mantras, Harold, uh, gobble, gobble, uh, mumbo, jumbo that he wants to explain to everybody. So I'm going to let Silas have the floor with all that, and we're going to talk some other NBA signing things of that nature. We're going to talk some NBA. Uh, maybe we might get into a little football, too. Depends on how much time we have. Uh, I just want to let everybody know. So for Friday, the Friday episode, we're going to have Ben Karen on, host of the Sports Crawler podcast. And we've been having Ben on all the way for the previews, right, for college football and the NFL. We're going to have that, and we're going to recap that Thursday of Thanksgiving games. So, just everybody stay tuned for that. And as always, if this is your first time listening to the show, uh, click that subscribe, click that follow button on whichever platform you are listening to me via. Uh, we do this podcast Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, NFL, NBA, college football. So, if you like me, uh, subscribe, follow. Also, leave a five-star review on iTunes or Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, and for some odd reason, if you don't like my podcast, it's like, how could that happen? Then don't say anything on the reviews, because you know what your mom told you. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. But seriously, follow, subscribe, tell your friends and your family who might like sports as well. Put them onto this podcast. Uh, every little bit helps trying to grow this thing, and I appreciate everybody who tunes in and who listens. Now, before we have Silas on the show, I do want to get into this. So, Monday Night Football, you have the Rams and you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You have Brady, you have Goff. And here's what happened. Brady played awful. I'm looking this up right now. Two interceptions, 54% completion percentage, 216 passing yards. And then all you hear on the media, right? First take, uh, Cowherd show. Undisputed, all these different sports talk shows, debates, podcasts, etc., etc., newspaper journalists, what everybody's saying. Brady's too old, Brady this, Brady that. And I think here's what people are missing, right? And this really goes unnoticed. And here's how I'm going to explain this. In school, when you're in school, right? Uh, go back to elementary school, middle school, high school, college. There are some kids that maybe you were one of them, maybe you were friends with one of them, maybe you had class with one of them. They could get that math problem or that science formula, right? And they could do it like eight different ways really quickly. And then there was you, like all the regular kids, right? Like me, that you can only do it one way, one way. There's only one way I'm getting this problem done. I can't do it eight different ways, all these eight different ways that you can do it to get the answer. I'm just gonna do it the simplest way to get the answer. 
But the thing is, when you can do things multiple different ways, you're more versatile. You have more options. And maybe those kids that can do that problem eight different ways, they end up being a math teacher, a mathematician. That's their thing. You know, they're special at math. They're really good at math. And I harp this to coaching. Bruce Arians, and I know people regard him as one of the best offensive minds of football. That's not true. His offense is simple. It's simple. And I think it's failed, Tom Brady. Uh, play action, deep ball, shotgun, run power, right, left. Not a lot of motion, not a lot of creativity. The Bucks are just a really talented team. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brates, and they're really aggressive. They're really aggressive. Tampa Bay is really aggressive. So simple offense, aggressive, a lot of talent. It can be productive. It can work, right? It's like an okay dish, an okay movie. It can work, right? A movie cannot be written out very well, but if you have Leonardo DiCaprio, you have Will Smith, you have all these A-list actors, you can make it work. You can make it work, right? The jokes might not be funny, but if Kevin Hart's saying it, maybe it will be, <laughs> right? Then you have Sean McVay. And here's all the things McVay was doing for the Rams. You have wide receivers like Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. You have them blocking in the run game. He has them kind of bunched out kind of a right near the tight end, and then they're kind of pulling, and then they're pulling, and they're kind of blocking in the running game, which is a really interesting way and a creative way to get wide receivers involved in the run game. You have tempo, 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 quick pass, seven yards. Then tempo, 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 screen pass. We're going to have all these motions in the backfield. It might not do anything, but it's making the defense, the linebackers, they're moving their eyes, the safeties, they're all moving their eyes. They're seeing where this guy's going in motion, where this guy, why is this guy moving this way? All these different formations. It's not the same every single time. It makes you think. You have to adjust. You have to account. Right? That's what you need. That's why, even though I don't think Jared Goff is the most physically talented quarterback out there, why he's successful and you see him throw from over 350 yards against Tampa Bay on Monday Night Football. And I think people neglect this when we look at, you know, why Tom Brady did not look good and why golf looks good. Golf's looking good because his off offensive coordinator, his head coach, his offensive mind, his offensive guru is doing the best thing he possibly can to get golf in the best position to succeed. A lot of play action too off of that. They're not making golf do things that might not be conducive to his success. And I posted this on Twitter. And I, I don't remember the guy's name. Forgive me. Uh, and then he commented. He told me he couldn't agree, disagree with my opinion more because he said, well, it's not that Bruce Arias isn't a good offensive mind. That's not the issue. He said, McVay's great. But the issue is because Brady doesn't fit the offense. And, well, here's what I'll say. You can make that argument. But here's what I'm going to say. Bruce Arians is the guy that signed off on signing Tom Brady. He's the guy that got rid of Jameis Winston and brought Tom Brady to Tampa. So you want to know what? Change your offense. If you're a teacher, you have to be able to adapt. You can't just teach math. You just can't teach schoolwork or a class a certain way. You can't. Because not every kid gets it the same way. There are some kids that you might have to teach something in a much different way so they get the material, so they enjoy the material, so they're able to learn and be successful. That's what you have to do. Maybe you're a parent, right? You can't just always 
parent your child one way. You know, you have to change it up a little bit. Maybe you can parent one child the other way. You can treat one child the other way. Maybe one kid can handle being yelled at more. The other kid gets rattled and cries. You know, there's, you have to treat everybody differently. You have to treat everybody differently. And the argument, oh, Bruce Aaron's offense is good. And he said, it would be fine if he had. I'd love to see what he would do with Justin Herbert. Or look what he's done with Andrew Luck, Ben Roethlisberger. Well, guess what? Bruce Aaron, you're the head coach. You're supposed to be an offensive mind. Change the system to be conducive for Brady. We've seen Brady 20 years in New England. We know what he's good at. We know what made him the GOAT with Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick. Quick passing game. They ran a lot of up-tempo. Edelman, Amendola, Wes Welker in the slot. You don't have to throw it 30 yards down the field, keep pushing it down the field. And you had a couple overthrows, interceptions down the field. It seems he couldn't see what was going on. Put your quarterback in the best position to succeed. And then dropping back and throwing it, it's not good against the Rams. The Rams have Aaron Donald, the best defensive lineman in the NFL. You're not helping your offensive lineman out. You're making their job tougher because they have to hold one second, two second, three second as he's dropping back and he's looking down for the throw downfield. You know what you do when you're playing against a really good front seven, a really good front four with a star like Aaron Donald? You use the, cream, you use the screen pass. You use the quick passing game. You use tempo because it takes the defensive line out the game. It gets them tired. That's what you do. You just don't say, oh, we're going to play it one way. We're going to drop back and we're going to be aggressive. We're going to throw it 20 yards. No. No. That's not what you do. And I reject anybody who says it's the way Bruce Arians runs his system. Brady has to adjust. No. Bruce Arians brought Brady in. Bruce has to adjust to Brady. A coach at any level. A teacher at any level. Put your students. Put the people you're in charge in. Put your athletes in the best position to succeed. That's your job. That's your job. And it's not that Bruce Arians' offensive scheme is bad, because it's not. It's very solid. It's very meat and potatoes. And it's aggressive. And I, and I like that. And it's aggressive. And they have a lot of talent, right? Like I said, A.B., Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, right? They're Brady pushing the, ball, pushing the ball down the field to go. Like, it can work. But when you look at all the different stuff that McVay and the Rams are doing to put Jared Goff in the best position, of this, best position to succeed, you can see the difference between the gourmet chef at a five-star restaurant and, you know, the dude that's really good at making hamburgers, right? Like the hamburgers at McDonald's can be banging, but, you know, it's not five-star restaurant material. It's just not. And then lastly, I want to get to this. Fourth and one in the fourth quarter. I think probably about five minutes left in the game. You know what the play call is? Brady in the shotgun. Snap. He's out on the perimeter running to his right and he throws it to Chris Godwin and he misses. What type of play is that? On a fourth and one, you have Brady, who's one of the best QB sneakers of all time. Probably the best QB sneaker of all time. You have Leonard Fournette, who's like 230 pounds, 240 pounds. You have AB, who you can throw a quick pass to. Why are you having Brady run out on the perimeter? Brady's not athletic. It makes no sense. That's not how you put your athletes in the best position to succeed. It's not. When do you ever see Antonio Brown in the backfield doing reverses, doing handoffs, doing a lot of different motion? Stuff like that to keep the defense off balance. Maybe the linebackers have to look. Where is this guy going? Like, you can't just be like, we're running our system, we're running our system, this is how we're going to be. You have to change it up. The best chefs can make multiple different dishes with multiple different foods. That, that, that's, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying Bruce Arians is a bad offensive mind. I'm just saying 
there's levels to this. There's levels to this. There's the college professor that has academic journals, academically accredited, and, and then there's the middle school teacher, right? Who's doing his thing, or she's doing her thing. Doesn't mean both aren't good at their job, but there's levels to it. There's levels. Difference between being a billionaire and being a millionaire. Both are rich. Big difference. Now, kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to have Silas Garrison on the show to talk some LeBron, some Lakers, some NBA free agency. We're going to have all that kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. with Barbershop Sports Talk and we have back by popular demand Silas Garrison we have not had Silas on the podcast in a while I think around September when the NBA Finals was going on was probably the last time we had you on Silas and even in person we have you in for an in-person podcast last time that happened a really long time I'm thinking about when we were at TQ's house that one night maybe was it that long? um yeah, because we didn't do one over the summer because we were going through that COVID stuff yeah, and everything. So, so, yeah. <clears throat> so it's been a minute since I've actually been here and actually, like, did it in person. And, like, it should just let, let the record reflect. We're doing this at 1 a.m. So we're knocking this thing out. So let's get to this. Yeah, let's do it. You told That's a me. Long list. I, do, I, have, long I have a list of questions. I have <laughs> yeah, a list of questions. I'm, oh, you always got to come ready. All right, gotcha. So you tell me, you told me, LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers were four feet. Explain it, Silas, how this happened. <clears throat> so, number one, they've already won the title this year. Um, I want to say as a prerequisite, it should be enumerated that I have them four peating, barring no injuries. So, like... This is obviously a long stretch off of that alone. With that being said, this year, I see nobody, barring injury, that can compete with the Lakers. After free agency and the dust is settled, I have not seen anybody who can compete in the NBA with the Los Angeles at Lakers. I have no reason to think that the Nets will, considering that the last time I saw AD, he was walking off with the help of two Warriors. And a torn Achilles is no joke. Kyrie Irving, I'm sorry, you have not been the same since you've played with LeBron. So I have no reason to think that that is a threat. Giannis, you got to show me. We already saw what happened to James Harden and Russell Westbrook. I think we have one of the only centers in the league that can guard the Joker uh, in that, in, 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 in a Marcus Saul that we just signed uh, to a two-year deal. So when I look at the and honestly, one of the only teams that I thought could compete with us uh, was the Clippers, and relatively, I think they've gotten weaker. Now, you think about that, along with the fact that, for the most part, 
everything is pretty much equal right now in the league. There's no one team that just has so much more of it than the Lakers. And every time LeBron pretty much had an equal footing, right? Every time a team was equal, LeBron either got to the finals and or won the finals. And because now LeBron has a player who is just as good, if not just a little bit better than him, I think, yes, that is enough for him to get over the top. Lastly, I will say this. I think they would have three-peated if Dwayne Wade, in, in Miami, if Dwayne Wade was the real Dwayne Wade. And he had taken a step back. So now that we have a player who, in my opinion, isn't even in his full prime yet, in Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis can stay on this same trajectory for the next four to five years, yes, I definitely could see a four-peat barring injury. So, Silas, here's what I'm going to say. <clears throat> no team in NBA history has ever had a four-peat. Uh, Bill Russell Celtics did that. That was in the 60s. Uh, black people weren't allowed to play in the league hardly, and they were all 6'5". <clears throat> so, let's go back to the, And there were six teams in the league. <laughs> so, those three things. That was the last time we saw a four-peat. Hell, the six-peat, five-peat, all, all that. Uh, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Worthy, Showtime Lakers. They never four-peated let alone three-peated. Larry Bird, uh, Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale, the Celtics, never three-peated, uh, never four-peated. They never even two-peated. Then you then go to the 90s, Michael Jordan, the Bulls. They won six and eight years. They repeated the first three, the first time, in the early 90s, and uh, Michael needed a break. For, Michael we, needed a break for, for reasons. This is what this is the this is the narrative. For, for re, I mean, he, he needed a break. His his dad died. T- too much pressure. We can go on and on about why he wanted to play baseball. Anyway, he ended up quitting basketball. Right. Then after the in the late nineties, mm-hmm. it was broken up. If you've seen the Jordan documentary with Jerry Krause, there's a lot of egos involved. Why that happened? Kobe and Shaq. They had a three peat. They did not get a four peat. Then we go to the Golden State Warriors. And we can even go to the Heat before that. Two-peat, not a three-peat. Mm-hmm. We go to the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. They didn't even three-peat. Mm-hmm. They two-peated. Right. So what makes you think that the Lakers are going to be that team when, <clears throat> I just mentioned you, Pantheon players, Bird, Magic, Kobe, Shaq, Jordan, Pippen, Clay, uh, KD, Steph, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, why is it Anthony Davis and LeBron James that is going to do something that all those other guys did not? So you have to go back to the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq. I think that's a good example. Kobe wasn't in his prime yet, but he was nearing it. That's how I feel about Anthony Davis. And Shaq was in his prime. I still believe, and we can argue this, but it's close. I still think a prime Shaq the only thing that is comparable to that is a prime LeBron. LeBron, as we, I think, both would agree, is nearing getting out of his prime. However, it's hard to say that after he just competed for an MVP, which I think we both agreed he got robbed of. Well, no, no. I believe that. I know you think he's the best player in the league. He should he not is, have won MVP. He, he should, should not have won MVP, best player in the league. All right, that's fair. So the best player in the league is still LeBron James. But who's the number two? Who's the number three? It's close, but it's but it's almost Anthony Davis, right? And and what's going to happen in the next two to three years? In the NBA? Yeah. Well, you think Anthony Davis is the second best player in the NBA? I said two or three. I'll give him three. 
I think so. I believe so. But whatever. We can do we can we it's okay. I understand, Daryl. Um here's the deal. I definitely see them three peating for sure. That is one thing I'm willing to double down on. What it comes down to is that is that second year or is that fourth year. I have that they already won one championship. This year I think it's a foregone conclusion, barring injury, they will win. Next year, or the year after that, excuse me, I do have them winning again. But then I see LeBron taking a step back. I also anticipate them getting another player, though. It won't be just Anthony Davis. It won't just be LeBron James. There's going to be one more player that's going to get them over the hump. And when that happens, I don't think that's going to happen this year. It might not even happen next year. Although, look out, because <laughs> they're saying, they're saying, allegedly, allegedly. Talk about that man in Milwaukee? <laughs> allegedly. Number 34. If that happens, we're winning six in a row. Fuck Michael Jordan. Or, excuse me. Forget Michael Jordan's six. We're we're winning six in a row, bud. If if we got Giannis, LeBron, and Anthony Davis, that's not my business. It's probably not going to happen. If I, it can, shouldn't happen. It it's probably not going to happen. If, if, if David Stern next Chris Paul to the Lakers, Adam Silver needs to be that, a man. And that, that's completely different. That was a trade. This is free agency. No, you next it. You still next it. It's you, bad for the that, league. That, it's bad is, for the that league. That is irresponsible. That's irresponsible because you robbed LeBron James of championships when you let Kevin Durant go to the Warriors. Which, while while we're on that point, though, I think it's important to remember this. LeBron James probably would have won a lot more championships up until this point had he had never gotten robbed with those years that KD was with the Golden State Warriors. Like, let's remember that, too. So, and like we forget, they were losing a lot on their bench after that year because they got Kevin Durant, right? So, like, we have to take those things into consideration. Well, here's what I'm going to say. I, they're not going to win four in a row because I think there's a reason why all these teams in NBA history haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bird and Magic broke down towards the end of career. They, you know, they kind of broke down, aged out. Right. Uh, you go to Michael. You think LeBron's going to age out? No, I'm saying, uh, listen. Eventually, he everybody that's ages what I'm out. Saying. Everybody but, ages but, out. Everybody ages but, out. But you know, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is damn near our age. Okay, we can go. No, he's not. He's oh. he's a little bit older. He's uh, 26. We can we can look at Kobe and Shaq. Eventually, there ended up being some issues, and I'm not saying that's going to happen with LeBron and AD. I, I'm just saying, even everything was peaches and cues when KD first got there with Steph and Clay. Right? Everything was peaches and cues, and then Draymond starts calling KD a B, and, and then everything changes. I, I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying. When have we had a problem like that with LeBron James? That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's it's the fact that you have a player as talented as Anthony Davis and a leader like LeBron James. When have you ever seen Steph have issues with people or Clay or KD before then? It wasn't them. But we've always seen people have issues with Draymond. That was the issue. I, the one person you didn't bring up. Clay, Dr- you people have had issues. It, it who in to, Golden State has ever... It was never about... Ke- okay, so let's talk about that. Kevin Durant felt offended once once it started when they were like you'll never be accepted the same way that Steph is which of course he won't that's like LeBron will never be accepted as much as Kobe is but he knows that that's the difference Anthony Davis will never be loved the same way that Shaq is and we know that that's just a, that that will forever be eternity one of the just best Laker duos of all time we know that the times were different but we have a, we have a prime twenty six or twenty seven Anthony Davis for it for what probably the next four or five years 
with a LeBron James who's aging like fine wine. But, but here's Silas. Here's and I don't have a reason to believe he's going to fall off yeah, a cliff. But here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. And we're going to get another player. At the start of all those dynasties I named you that in right. history, we probably all thought that maybe they can get three yeah. or, or they can get four. And then I'm saying it didn't happen. Right. And, and there's always a reason why it doesn't happen. Even when you look at Krause, Krause decides not to bring them back. Right. Like... George Jordan decides to abruptly retire. Like, I'm just saying, and even when I told you this, and uh, knock on wood, because I have wood right here, I, I think there is a better chance that either LeBron or AD will, will suffer, suffer a, ca- a catastrophic yeah, injury yeah, than they get a 4 P. Because I, I getting a 4 P in modern-day professional sports is extremely hard because of, you know, there's a cap, all the stuff with the media now. Like, it is very hard. You're fighting boredom. I think that is very hard. So, I, so I'm going to, so let me, so let me say this. Because you're making a lot of good arguments, and and let me be let me be clear to everybody who's listening, I don't have a reason to go out on this limb, right? Like I think most people would say you're wrong for this, right? I want I would rather be wrong and go down with my pick and go down with the ship like I'm doing right now, and be ahead of it than to jump off of this ship and then it happens and then I'm not able to tell people I told you so. So <laughs> I'm going to stay on this ship. And then say that they're going to win four in a row, barring barring injury. Like if, if, if I don't care what else happens, if, as long as they stay healthy, they will win four in a row. Now, what I will say is this: if they if they don't win four, if they do win four in a row, is LeBron James the best player in the world? You yes, mean, you mean the best but is he the best time? player of all? I'm saying he is right now. He's the best player in the world. But is he the best player of all time if he wins four in a row? I'm sorry, yeah, and it's not close. The debate's over. Case closed. He, by that time, also will have led the league in scoring in history, and he will most likely be top five in assists, along with the fact that he has ran away with every single playoff stat, along with the fact that he now has more championships and more championship appearances than one Michael Jordan. I would agree. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think we're going to get there. Now, where I do want to go is this. Can I ask you one more question? Yes. Can, can I just bring this up really yes. quick? When I was in college, my senior, my, well, it was technically my senior year, but I graduated early. I took 32 uh, credits. So that's eight classes, right? First person in Allegheny history to do that, right? Yeah. I see, I had to plug you right there. Yeah, yeah, right. See, that's what I'm talking about. Pretty smart guy. Um, First student in history to pull that off while also making the dean's list. Nobody's ever even took 32 credits. And he played football. Yeah. And nobody thought that that was possible. I actually, I, I tell people this all the time. It was harder to get approved to do that than the work actually was. (laughs) Like, it was harder to actually have them approve me. And people were like, Silas, if you do this, there's a chance you're probably not even going to graduate. Now, I'm going to be uh, inducted into the Allegheny College Hall of Fame. Not as a football player, but as an academic scholar, right? And I'm going to be the youngest person in history to do that. What I'm saying is, I'd rather go down with the ship and trust my abilities, which is what I did at that moment, um, which I wouldn't encourage people to do that. Um, I was able to do it because of certain circumstances and I just really love my major. You shouldn't do that. But I would rather go down with the ship saying that they're going to win four because of everything that I see. And oh, I thought you were just trying to gas yourself up. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would rather go down with the ship and say that they're going to win four even though everybody else is saying that they can't because that's truly what I believe. The same way I believed in myself, I really do believe in LeBron James in this moment with what he has to actually compete for a four-peat. Okay. Now, I want to go to this. Is this the best roster LeBron's ever had? Because people are saying... It's not even close. Oh, you think this is? Yeah, it's not even close. It's not even close. I'm just going to say, 
the championship teams, there's the Heat. You can make an argument, I think, either the 12 or 13 year when they won. Right, right. Uh, there's the 2016, particularly the 2017 year when they lost to the Warriors in five, but that people, most people say that's the best Cavs team LeBron ever had in 2017. Uh, that's when they Kyrie had, and Kevin Love got hurt? No, 2017, that's the year they lost to the Warriors in five after they won the championship. And the Cavs swept through the East. They swept through the East. Yeah, that, that I, was a really good team. Any other year? No, they lost. Team. They lost one game. They lost. Well, yeah, it was, it was any, when LeBron yeah, was throwing his back. And, and, they, and they won. Yeah. One, and they lost one over on Golden State's. No, Golden State swept through. Swept. The West. Yeah, Golden State swept. And, they and lost the Cleveland game. got yeah, one yeah. from Golden State. Yeah, because they lost to Boston that one game. Yeah, right. Um, I will say this. Um, in that year, I think we all knew we were on a collision yes. course to, yeah. for both of them. Yeah. Um, any other year, that's a championship for LeBron James. Yeah. Like everybody knows yeah. that. If that if that was not. Kevin Durant on the other side with a Golden State Warriors team, that's a championship. So, like, it's those years that I'm like, for number one, people are going to hold. And this is one thing I want everybody to listen to. This is so annoying to me because you guys aren't fair to LeBron James whatsoever when you do this. You punish him so much for losing in the finals. And sometimes I wish LeBron had never went to all these finals and lost because you guys don't care anything about the circumstances why he lost. You just ridicule him and say, look how many losses he has in the finals instead of saying, holy crap, he went to all of these finals. It literally hurts his legacy more to lose in the finals than it is to get swept in the first round as one Michael Jordan did. It's literally, it literally makes no sense to me. But is this, is this Lakers roster better than that 2017 or the 2012, 2013? Yeah, it's not even close. No, it's not even close. So why? It's not close. So, Here's the thing. You have to understand that um, Anthony Davis is about how 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 much be- how much better do you want to say Anthony Davis is better than Kyrie? And like he's not even in the same stratosphere. Kevin Love isn't even in the same stratosphere with Anthony Davis. Like in other words, like re- okay, put it like this. Remember when they traded all those players and picks to get one Anthony Davis, yeah. right? Would I trade Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love to get Anthony Davis? Probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's how much better Anthony Davis You would is trade Kyrie Irving I would and trade Kevin Love? Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love for Anthony Davis. In a heartbeat. I wouldn't even think twice about it. So, like, that's one. You're very high on Anthony Davis. I'm very high on Anthony Davis. Absolutely. And not only that, I'm also seeing how high his ceiling can go. That's the scary part. He's actually getting better. Like, that's so crazy that he's only 27 and he's playing this great, right? So, like, I look at that, number one. And then I and then I look past that. I think about the bench. LeBron has never had a bench this deep. This bench is knee-deep in excellence. That's two. And then, finally, the starting lineup, which is actually what I don't think is the best thing. Um, you have, let's see, I am not big on KCP. I, he got the bag though. I, he got the bag, and I think that was. I think that was. A, I think that and Gordon Hayward were the two worst signings I saw in free agency so far. Um, but I, I can't even talk about Gordon Hayward. Michael Jordan is absolutely irresponsible as a as a as a um, as an owner. But that's a whole other point. I would say this. I would say Gordon I, Hayward did the very responsible thing. He's though. he's, he's absolutely. It's irresponsible that he would get that much money. It's actually flamingly it's super responsible that he took the money though. Yes, <laughs> I think KCP is a terrible is is not good in our lineup. Um, but I do like um, I do like that we got Gasol. I like the idea of starting Gasol. I like the idea of starting 
Anthony Davis at the four at the four. I like the idea of starting LeBron at point, even though I wish Schroeder would start at point guard and LeBron would go to small forward. And I don't know who's going to start at our shooting guard. But Anthony Davis... Is it possible they go LeBron, Pope, Kuzma? I would like that better. If Kuzma was starting, I would like that. I just don't know if they're ever going to start Kuzma because of how, how, how much... Like the volume that he shoots at in the starting lineup, I think that might get people out of the out of rhythm early. But LeBron and AD don't need to be in rhythm. But I don't think that one and Marcel doesn't really need the ball. I, I think I, I I don't think it would be that bad. I don't I don't think no I don't think that's the problem. What what I'm saying is like what does Le, what did LeBron do this entire year? Every play at the beginning of the year, it, if it wasn't an alley oop. They were giving it to. Anthony Davis. Yeah, but I mean, but, but and if, they did that every play but, but to start. He, but so Kuzma, like clearly they were making a conscientious effort to get Anthony Davis the ball. But if Kuzma's in the lineup, like he's gonna know his place. I, I, I mean, Does he? I mean, that's Le- the problem. Well, well, LeBron's gonna be dribbling the ball up and making the decisions. It's not like Kuzma's gonna get the ball from LeBron. Like LeBron is going to be dribbling it up right. and making the decisions. I just don't know. I just don't know if it, and this and look, hey, you already know how I feel about Kuzma. I think he should have been traded a long time ago, and I think the reason why he hasn't been traded up up until this point is because there's not really that much value out there for him as there once was. So we'll definitely have to see about that. Um, but if we are going to play him, yeah, I would probably start him. Yeah, so I would like a LeBron James at point. KCP, because you got to start him. I mean, you don't give somebody that much money to make him come off the bench. KCP at shooting guard. Um, what, Kyle Kuzma at the three. Uh, at the three. Anthony Davis at the at the four, and then Marcus All at the five. Now, I mean, how, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good lineup. How about this lineup? LeBron at the one, Caruso at the two, and I, KCP I, I'm three. Not, I'm not big on Caruso. You're not big on Caruso. I'm not big on Caruso at all. I think his I I don't like his defense. Um, I, I, he's a good defensive player. He is, he, dude. He is not. I don't know why people believe this. Like he is not a good defensive player. They draw screens up on him all and, the time. And also, his uh, LeBron's oh plus God. minus is better when Caruso's on the court. Oh, plus my my. <laughs> This is the stuff GMs look at, Silas. You, I know you can't. You can't look at plus minus. Plus minus is an irresponsible <laughs> stat, and you know it's inconsistent. And you've told me that too, so don't do that. I'm just. I'm just telling you. You told me. Uh, here we go. I'm, I'm just. I'm. I'm just. I. I like Caruso. I know you like him, but you can't. But you can't. You, you can't use plus minus now because you don't. You've. You've. You've criticized plus minus before. I've heard you criticize. I don't plus think minus. I've criticized it that badly. Not that. I'm saying you've spoken out about it. You said it was an inconsistent stat. It can be. Okay, it can be. Well, if, all right, and I, I don't. But I think there's other deeper analytics that also show that LeBron is Caruso does not shoot the. First of all, I don't think they're going to start Caruso because I think if you were going to start Caruso, you wouldn't have given KCP that much money. Like, like that's what I think the point is. I don't. But think you can you, start both of them. You could put KCP what? at the three. You're gonna put KCP at the three. I mean, I guess he's like six five. Yeah, you can. I, I guess. Yeah. Sure. I'm just saying, but you like the Kuzma lineup a lot more. I, I definitely like the Kuzma lineup a lot more because I think that he can guard more bodies than KCP can, and I think that he can play more positions than KCP. And I think he has a lot of... I think he has a higher ceiling than KCP does. I don't think we should have kept KCP to begin with. Okay, now I, here's where I want to go. Can anybody, anybody mm. in the NBA beat the Lakers? In a seven-game series, absolutely not. I do not see. I do not see the Los Angeles Lakers losing seven times, losing four times. I'm sorry. I don't. And look, I know you guys all think I'm LeBron stands, whatever. I do not see, and it's not even because of LeBron. I've seen LeBron lose four times. 
Can okay? anybody? I don't think they're going to do that with an Anthony Davis too. Can anybody compete with the Lakers? <sighs> yeah, rattle off some names. The Heat. No, we already saw what happened. I mean, it was six games, and it could have easily been five. Could have easily the been. Milwaukee Bucks. No, I, I got to see something. I I mean, you last time I checked, you were getting the foots put in you by Jimmy Butler. Okay, okay Brooklyn Nets. I would say yes, but KD is hurt, and I don't know who Kyrie is anymore. I don't know who he is. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't know the guy he is. I don't, I don't think Kyrie knows. <laughs> I don't think Kyrie knows either. Like, <laughs> he is either. I mean, this man said. I mean, this man instead of talking basketball, he's saying that the world's <laughs> freaking flat and everything else. Such uh, an irresponsible state. I know. <laughs> Boston, the Celtics. They're not. No. The Sixers. Guys, you guys know these are, teams aren't playing. Sixers. <laughs> no. Okay, the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets are the best chance. The Clippers. I think the Nuggets are the best chance. They've lost. I don't. I don't see. I'm not big on the Clippers at all. Number one, you guys just change coaches. I don't. I don't like the thought of you guys changing coaches. I don't like the thought of you guys bringing in Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka has not been Serge Ibaka since the fade was still in. Now. Cause you know the fate. Cause you know the. Cause you know waves are coming back. So I don't think they are. The fate, yeah, the fade's starting. To Too bad LeBron can't get him. He yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, it looks like the Reese's. You know how you pull the. <laughs> you know how you pull the Reese's back, and then you got that little, that little bald spot like there in the Reese's. That's what LeBron James oh, back of his hair look like. LeBron needs God at this point. Hmm? LeBron is God. He just needs. To let he just needs to go bald. Like all the greats did it. Kobe, Shaq, Mike. Name some more. Reggie Miller. Caruso. Caruso. <laughs> Caruso. <laughs> Magic went bald. Magic went bald. They're all going bald. Man, just let it happen. Like, there's so much pride behind a Green. man who has a great beard and who goes bald. More chestnut. Right. Silas was bald for a while. I was bald, huh? Follow me at Sincerely Silas. I still got that up there. Now I got freaking braids. I'm probably going to go bald again, though. Really? I might cut these off tomorrow. That's interesting. Uh... <laughs> So next, let's go to this mm-hmm. to recap the Lakers talk. We had a vehement disagreement on this in terms of Montrez Harrell the signing. You hate Montrez Harrell, and I'm I'm upset at you that you don't like him that much. Like, I think he's a waste of space for the Lakers. I also think there's a reason why the Clippers let him go. He said it obviously they didn't want him. I think there's a reason they didn't want him, and they felt comfortable letting him go to the Lakers. I don't Yo, think it's disrespectful. I don't mean to cut you off, but it is disrespectful that Lou, <laughs> in the bubble, Lou Williams gave his Sixth Man of the Year award to Montrez Harrell, and then Montrez Harrell kept that and then went to the Lakers. <laughs> That's all disrespectful. I'm sorry. Keep going. They they let him go. Yeah. I, I think this says something. He plays center. That's his best position. Right. They have Marcus All. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is the best small ball center in the league. I don't think they need that. Right. Uh, you can't play him uh-huh. in, in playoff games like he, he was atrocious. He can't shoot. He can't spread the floor. Not a great rebounder. He's good. He's good. He's okay. He's good. He's okay. He's good. I said he's okay. He's okay. Okay he's okay. and good are two different. Okay. He's good. Give him a respect. Okay. Stop being disrespectful. He's a good there's, rebounder. There's, it just looks cute having him on the roster. It's not going to impact anything. The Lakers are not going to win a playoff series because like, oh, Montrush Harold. No. I don't think you're going to do that with just about any big. I don't think any big in the league, period, you're going to win because that man was 
that big for you. And I think he's going to become unplayable in certain series. He's going to be unplayable. I think he is going to be unplayable in certain series. I agree with you 100%. Then why are we bragging that we have the sixth man of the year? Why are you bragging? Why am I bragging that he was the sixth? I never bragged about that. I don't care that he was the sixth man of the year. I'm bragging at the fact that he's going to average eight. What? Last year he averaged 18 points. So you figure this year he's going to average because it's the Lakers probably. That's a solid 15 points a night. Maybe 13, 14, what, 14, 15 points a night with Dennis Schroeder. That's what you keep on forgetting. I'm piecing him in with Dennis Schroeder. And the fact that that, that that is points that we are going to have guaranteed to us every night. There were plenty of nights, and you know this too, and we talked about this. There were so many nights with the Lakers even in the playoffs. We were like, we don't know who the second guy is going to be. Now you, and what did you always say? Size, I don't think they need that. I think they need a player by committee. You said that. You didn't yes. care about a third yeah. player. I always got mad that we didn't have that second player. You were fine with that. So now if you're telling me that my players by committee, by committee excuse me, is Dennis Shooter giving me about what, 15 a night, and I could get something close to that with a Montrez Harrell, then yes, that is good enough to be that second, that, excuse me, that third piece that we're going to need alongside, um... But even they reached uh, out Markeith Moore. Markeith Moore can play minutes at, you at the know, floor. You know good and well Markeith Morris is not about to put up the points that Montrez Harrell is and that Dennis Schroeder But he can, But you, he can spread the floor and he can play defense, things that Montrez can't. Okay, right, and that is one piece. And we aren't going to need Montrez to do those things that you keep on alluding well, to. Well, why do you need a rim runner? You have the best rim runner in the NBA, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis can be a rim runner. Okay, so I think, there, I think it's important to remember a couple of things. There, you can never have too much of a good thing if it's the same thing when they don't have to play on the court at the same time. Like, you're making it sound like Anthony Davis and Montrez Harrell are going to be playing the same minutes at the same times together, and I don't see that happening. I see, and by the way, one of the reasons why they had it, just so you know, just so you know, FYI to everybody out there, the main reason why, and nobody wants to say this, the main reason why they got Montrez Harrell is because Anthony Davis doesn't want to play the five because he doesn't like to bang. If you want to be real, he doesn't want to be on the on the block having to guard centers. And yes, Montrez Harrell isn't the best defender, but what he lacks, you said he was a negative on the defensive side yes. of the ball. What he lacks defensively, he makes up significantly offensively every night. He's just a dunker. He's a dunker. And, and averages 18 dunking the ball. That's oh cool. Because he's playing with Lou Williams. He's playing with Lou. Listen, listen. And now, and, now he's play, and now he's playing with Dennis Schroeder, who is just practically what? He gives the same contributions that Lou Williams does to his team. Dennis Schroeder averaged 18 points a game. Lou Williams is not that far off from I, that. I, I'm going to be interested to see how this works. I'm just, I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm just going to be interested. Doc, the doc. It comes down, it comes down to productivity. It comes down to what you're able to do on the court. Productivity. How much can you produce? Yes, I believe Montrez Harrell can produce for the Lakers. I think LeBron James does very good with bigs. He's going and he to, gets the best out he's of them. Going to th- I think LeBron James and Montrez Harrell in a pick and roll is pretty much unstoppable, along with an Anthony but Davis pick and pop is you, unstoppable you because he can also drive to the there, rim. There is just a lot there. But Darryl. you're better off putting, having minutes where you have Kuzma at the floor, having Markeith Morris at the floor to split the court. To spread the court. Can I ask you something? Because you want LeBron to have you know, space. I'm, you want AD to have really space. I'm really sick of this. I'm really sick of this. Okay. Because you keep on saying to space the floor. None of these people could shoot. You would have a good argument if you said Joe Harris. You would make a good argument if you said Seth Curry. You're saying, Siles, we can space the floor with Kyle F- Kuzma. Really? That's who we're spacing the floor with? 
Mark, he's somebody you have to guard at the three-point line. He is somebody you have to guard. Do I? Do I? Yes. Do I? He is somebody in the opposing team. They have to guard him. At they the don't point. respect Kyle Kuzma's shot. That's the reason why they let him put all them bricks up. Kyle Kuzma sucks from three. He's not going to, to say He's that? not clogging the lane like Dude, Montrezl Harrell. Dude, he can't shoot. Silas. Danny Green, Danny, Danny Green, Danny Green was struggling with the shot, but you don't want to know people still guarded him. I can't believe you just put Kyle Kuzma in his three-point shot in that sorry brick three-point shot in the same conversation with Danny Green. Danny Green was shooting bricks too. Okay, but but look at the resumes between these gentlemen. Danny Green, the Danny Green, he sharpshooter take, Danny he, Green. The court is more spread with Kuzma than Montrezl Harrell. That I is- agree with you. And I think that, I don't think the Lakers particularly care about that. Because here's the thing. There's nobody that you're really looking at the Lakers that much and you're like, oh, I got to guard him. Unless you're talking about Wesley Matthews. Who else? Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis was our best three-point shooter last year. Not KCP, starting shooting guard. Not Caruso. Not LeBron. Not any of these guys. It was Anthony Davis. So what are you talking about spacing the floor? My power forwards, my guy spacing the floor? Please. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break and then cut our next head of the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to get into some other NBA free agency moves, some other signings kind of next head of the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Sports Talk, and we still have Silas Garrison with us. So, Silas, Los Angeles Clippers goes into the Montrose thing. Let Montrose Harold go. They get Serge Ibaka. I think this is better for them. I think it's better for them. I think they are better off getting rid of Montrose, bringing Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka is a guy that can switch on defense. He can guard centers. Uh, he can rebound. He can space the floor. They still need a point guard. They, they still need to figure out that out. No, but, don't worry about that. They got Pat Bev. You're not worried. If you're not worried about if you're not worried about Serge Ibaka and you're singing his praises, you shouldn't be worried about Patrick Beverly. You have an issue with the Patrick uh, Serge Ibaka? I, I do have an issue with it. Well, actually, I don't care because it just makes the road to the Lakers getting this four pre. A, a well, lot well, please easier. explain why you have an issue with Serge Ibaka. Okay, so it's a couple things. Number one, you're asserting and you're speaking as if Serge Ibaka is the Serge Ibaka of old. This Serge Ibaka has not been Serge Ibaka in like four years. Yes, yes, he played well. He played well dur- with the Raptors during their championship run. Absolutely, I won't take that away from him. But he wasn't a defensive stud as he used to be, and everybody knows that. So I have a really big problem with you asserting that he'll be able to switch on people as if that's scaring somebody. Um, he's not going to be blocking out people like he's Matumbo. That's not going to happen. He is literally, I don't, I don't want to say he's fallen off a cliff because I think he has aged pretty good but in terms of the player that he used to be to make impacts on a championship team I'm sorry he's not that impact for the Raptors he is not that was two years ago he made an impact for the Raptors this year the Raptors had one of the best defenses in the in the NBA okay you and me both know and and, and what did that get them what did that get them they got them the best defense in the NBA you're not going to one of the best defenses in the NBA what what did they what did they show for they got the two seed and they got bounced in the in the what? What round was that? The, the second round. The quarters? The second round. 
Silas. That's going to be the guy that's going to do it for you to put you over the He's top. He's going to improve their defense. He's going to put you over the top. Is your defense better with Montrose Harold or Sergio? You know what? I'm. You know, it's funny that you bring up defense. I was all I heard is that they had Kawhi Leonard, who is a defensive stopper. Paul George, defensive stopper. Oh, Pat Beverly, he plays so tough on defense. You got big man Zubox playing defensive. I was told this year they were supposed to be the best defense in the league. Daryl, wait a minute. I was told that they were supposed to be the best defense this year. So why are you talking about Serge Ibaka? No, don't talk to me about them being a great defense. Well, this is going to improve their defense. Why are we talking about improving a defense that was supposed to be the best defense in the league? That doesn't make sense. Is Serge Ibaka going to put you over the top when you guys were already supposed to be the best defense? Hold on. I got a question. You and me both know this. Yeah. Everybody. That's one thing that's fact. Yeah. We can both agree on that. Everybody was singing the praises of the Los Angeles Clippers and their defense this year. How are we talking about the Raptors having the best defense in the league? If they have, if you replace Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka makes the difference. If you replace Serge Ibaka with Montrose Harold, the Clippers beat them. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You can't say that. You can't say that. Montrez Harrell, remember? He was a six man. What about Zubac? Everybody loves Zubac on defense. Everybody loves it. Nobody complained about Zubac on defense. It was always Montrez. Remember? That's why they didn't have Ibaka come out. Ibaka came off the bench for the Raptors. Okay, so he's going to come off the bench, right? Yeah. So he's going to. So he's literally just going to replace Montrez. Yes. And that's going to be enough to get you over the top. He's going to be somebody you can pit on on a Jokic now. This and also and also he's going to space the floor because I just want to say this. Oh, no, he's a much better. He's a much. I know I'm going to get this up yeah, for you, Silas. I'm going to get this up for you. Uh, <laughs> Montrose Harold averaged 18 points per game playing with Lou Williams, the, uh, another six-man, drawing attention, and they're doing the pick-and-roll. Also, Serge Ibaka is a more versatile, I think, more modern NBA player. Did you say another six-man? Oh, like a Dennis Schroeder. That's Lou not my Lou, business. Keep going. Uh, well, Lou Williams is the best six-man of all time, so let's not go there quite yet. But, but both uh, of them had better years than Lou Williams did. Uh, and Montrose Harold did very well. So why can't Serge, he do that? I just have a question. I'm going to let you go. I'm sorry. Why can't Montrez Harrell be close to, if not as good as a player as he was with the Clippers when he has He's another, not that guy. When he has another six-man right with him He's, this he year. He was exposed in the playoffs. We know what Montrez is. Now I want to go to this. Now I want to go to this. Now I want to go to this. Sergi Baca can spread the a floor. He can he can spread the floor. Can he not spread the floor? And he's a liability. He's not. A, how's he? Where is he a liability? He's going to be a liability on defense. Stop, Silas. He is. <laughs> that's asinine. That is. That's asinine. That's asinine, Silas. That's asinine. He is. No, he's not. Bro, he is. How old? How old is Serge? Can you look that up? Thirty. He's he's thirty. Yes. All right, I, I'm going to walk that statement back. He's not going to be a liability. Thank you. Thank <laughs> no, you. I'll walk that one back. Thank you. I can admit when I'm wrong. Yeah. He won't be a liability. He's not. He still won't be that guy. He still won't be he Serge Ibaka. I never said he would. Okay. He's going to be very so, good. So, Okay, Daryl, you still haven't answered my question. You beat me in that last yeah. debate. Okay, you got that. The Clippers, you said, you said in the beginning of the year, I was trying to be nice and say it was other people. Since you beat me in this debate, now we're going to go back. You said that the Clippers were going to be a stud defense with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Ooh, Patrick Beverly plays so tough. Remember, that's why you picked him. You're like, who's going to score, man? Oh, we have so many people who could switch on and off LeBron. You were so worried about that. You couldn't even get to LeBron. You want to know why? Because, number one, even when you guys did see LeBron, you guys couldn't stop Anthony Davis. And speaking of Anthony Davis, there's another guy who plays similar on the post, just like Anthony Davis. You couldn't stop Joker. And you're telling me 
that Serge Ibaka is going to be the person. That's your answer going to, to help, Anthony he's Davis. Going to slow him down. He's That's not, your he's answer, not, he's not, answer he's to not a Joker. Be, he's not going to be unplayable like how Montrez was, and also when Montrez couldn't do anything on the offensive end either. Serge Ibaka is better. He, he's better. Why can't he just have... Okay, okay. So here's what I have an issue with. If you are that defense that you say you are, it shouldn't take one player being a liability on defense for you to lose three to one. So, like, let's no, no, hold on, wait a minute. Now, let me bring this point home. Let's just make that clear. Don't put this all on Montrez like Montrez was the only issue with the Los Angeles Clippers. That is offensive. That's not fair. And that's only looking back in hindsight. So, I don't like that. I don't think that's a fair argument. That's one. Number two, if you're going to assert that Montrez was a problem, that's cool. But there were plenty of players who faded down the stretch. And you would agree with that, too. Yes, I would. So you can't just put that on Montrez. Sure, Montrez, we needed you. And you and you let us down. I'll give you that. But there were plenty of players that let us down. I think Serge Ibaka is an upgrade over Montrez Harold. Okay, fine. But how much of an upgrade to an already stud I, I defense? Think, That's think, what you said. Think you enough, said this defense a, was locked down. I, I think he's enough of an upgrade that the... Clippers would have won the series against the Nuggets if you replaced Serge. They should have won with Montrez. I, I, they were up three to one. I agree. I agree. I I completely agree with you. I'm just saying. All right. So then, so that, so then you can't tell me that they're going to win because now in retrospect I'm, that shirt that Serge is there. I'm saying they would have won if they had Serge last year. I'm saying we, we will we will see. I think he's going to be a benefit. Now here's where I want to go next. So you have Jason Tatum and you have Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Both signed five-year, $195 million deals. Who would you want going into the future? Jason um, Tatum or Donovan Mitchell? Let me see. Mm. Given everything I know about their teams? Yes. I would say that the Celtics are a better ran organization. I would say that it's easier to get to a title with the Celtics than it is to get to a title right now with the way that the East is structured. You said that it's for four years, right? Five. Five years? Yeah, I don't I don't see the Jazz. I see it more likely that the that the not the that the Utah yeah, I see it more likely that the Utah Jazz would trade Donovan Mitchell because they're not meeting expectations before I see them in the finals. Who's the better basketball player? Mm, the better basketball player. Oh man, that's tough. I'm I'm gonna give that to Donovan Mitchell. Really? I'm gonna give that to Donovan Why? Mitchell. Um, because I've seen a level of consistency out of Donovan Donovan Mitchell with not as much, um, like. Well, hold on. Let me let me preference my comments. I think that Jason Tatum has a lot more around him, which allows him to play a lot better, number one. And I would say that Donovan Mitchell plays in a harder Western Conference with less talent and then still shows out probably more, if not a little bit more, than Jason Tatum does. In the East, with more talent. Can either of these two guys be the best player on a championship team? No. No, they're going to need another. So you can't see Jason Tatum being the best player on a championship team? Not on a championship team, no. Really? I can't see that. You can't see Donovan Mitchell? No. Why can't you see Jason Tatum? He's already been the best player in the Eastern Conference. Finalist. 
Yes, but I think that was, I you know looking back in retrospect, I think that was more like fool's gold. Not fool's excuse me, fool's gold. I don't think that's he ex- did it twice. When his rookie year when they lost LeBron right. in Game Seven, and then this past year, in this past he's year, been the best player on and, Eastern and, Conference team. And, and, okay, right. And and how close was he really to the finals? He was one game. And you said on a championship. Team. I know. I said for. Yeah, no, you, no, you said for a championship. Saying, team. He's already proven. Already in his young career, I, he can be the best player. On I team think that he makes, can get. I think that he can get to the finals potentially. He can be the best player on a team that makes the finals. That ma- you said that makes the finals. No, you said on a said championship team. I said that wins. That wins the final. Yeah. Absolutely not. No. But I'm saying, could he, you see right now? We know he's good enough to be a team. Be good enough to be the best player on a team that makes the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm saying he's only 22. He's only, he's our age. Right. If four or five years he reaches his peak, you talk about physical maturity. Can he get? At 26, 27, 28, be the best player on a championship team. From 22 to 20, that's a lot. I don't. I have, I have to see that. I mean, I can't just go off. Of, sure, if I go off of right now, yes, I could say that his trajectory could look like that in the, in the next four or five well, can, years. Can he be a top five player? Can Jason Tatum be a top five oh, player? No, he's not going to be a top five player. <laughs> what? Like, like, at what time? At, at what time? Five years. His contract's five years. Within five years, can be a top five player. Well, let's see. Anthony Davis is still going to be there. I have Giannis still being there. Who else? There's 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 plenty. I still have Joel Embiid. Luka Doncic still being there. Luka Doncic. I mean, I haven't even started with that. Donovan Mitchell, but right? Like, I mean, I Jamal can, Murray. I get Jamal Murray. No, I I probably want to put Jamal Murray over Jason Tatum, but Joker. Pot- but potentially Joker. We haven't even started to talk about um what Ben Simmons. So I don't know. I would I would say that you know I really can't see Jason Tatum being that guy. You know, there's just there's a whole lot of good players that are young that are coming up that I think are going to be studs for the next five, six, seven years. And I don't see Jason Tatum in that. Definitely see him as a top ten player though at some point. Did the Celtics miss their opportunity to make the finals? I wouldn't say that. I think their best chances to make the finals are actually coming up. You don't think their best chance was in twenty seventeen when uh, excuse me, twenty eighteen where LeBron had no team. They're up three two. Nah. You know that that was their best chance. I not their best chance ever. I think they had a. I, I mean, game seven. I mean, the game seven for a final. It, it was it was it was LeBron James. You'd, I think everybody in the world knew LeBron James wasn't winning, wasn't losing that. I, I'm that just saying that Eastern it, Conference Finals. That's the closest which, they've been. Which honestly, now in retrospect, even though that was one of the best games of his career, I wish he lost that game because we hold it over him that he lost to a Golden State Warriors team that we all knew he was going to lose to. So I actually wish he would have lost. But no, I don't. I definitely think that the Celtics are going to have more chances to at least compete for championships. Heck, I even thought they were going to go this year, and I wouldn't rule them out in next year. So, the Rockets, okay. they signed DeMarcus Cousins. I'm very upset about that. I wish the Lakers had signed them. DeMar- if DeMarcus can be boogie, old boogie. Well, first of all, is there any chance he can be old boogie? He's not going to be old boogie. Okay, what Come type on. of boogie are we going to see? We're going to see a solid coming off the bench DeMarcus Cousins. He's going to be a lot like Harold who you're not going to be able to play down the stretch. Mostly. I mean, considering the fact that he's a vastly better offensive player than Montrezl Harold, he can shoot he's the three. Vastly he can... better, but o- he's vastly better? He's offense? He's vastly better? He's a better passer. No, no, now he's vastly better. Now he is still a better three-point he shooter. He tore his ACL, tore his Achilles, and he and he's older, and you're saying he's going to be you vastly better? You want to tell you better? the things on offense he still does better? 
that don't go away. How do you know? This man, how do you know? You think his ACL, you think this man's not going to be able to shoot threes anymore? He can't guard on defense. You know I, I, that. I didn't say he never could guard on defense. Okay, cool. And then offensively, do you think do you think DeMarcus Cousins can give me 18 a night still? He no. Is. He wasn't even doing that with the Warriors Sorry. after he tore his Achilles. He wasn't, Stop he it. He wasn't playing. Silas. Oh, my God. DeMarcus Cousins is a better three-point shooter. He has a better post game. And also, by the way, he's a very good passer. Um, he's a very good passer. That's probably one of the best parts of his game. Yes. I agree. And he's just a bigger man. He's going to be able to rebound. He actually lost more weight. He's actually smaller than Montrezl Harrell now. I'm not trying to say that to be a smart. I'm like, I I like Demarcus Cousins a lot, and I keep I follow him on Instagram. He lost, I think, close to like 50 pounds. So he can be more athletic and try and guard, you know. Uh, so is the boys. boogie of old coming back? Is the boogie of old coming back? Not at all. How can he be the big the boogie of old and he he's 50 pounds less? So big, th- so no big three. No big three. How are we talking about a big three? They're talking about trading Russell Westbrook uh, to the, 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 the to the Knicks. They're still here. They're still here. James and Russ are still here. Let me tell you something. Russell is my guy for real. I love Russell Westbrook. Oh. He's one of my favorite players. And if he says he's gone, he's gone. Russell Westbrook's leaving. <laughs> like when he, when Russell says something, it goes. Period. He's gone. I promise. When Russ. <laughs> I promise Russell Westbrook is gone. Like, I know that for a fact. Now, James Harden, maybe. He's so you're saying if, if Houston just uh, tells Russell we're not trading you, there's going to be problems. If if you tell Russell Westbrook you are not trading him, I guarantee Russell Westbrook's going to raise hell. You're tr- trust me, either you're going to trade him or you're going or he's going to make you trade him. It's one of the it's it's one of the other. It's not happening, Daryl. You're not getting a big three with him. So, Steph Curry. Yeah. When he founds out the news, Clay Thompson tears his Achilles, he cries. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Makes me think about my friend Adam Bauer in high school when he tore his ACL right before we faced uh, Lancaster, which is, um, you know, one of the bigger rivalries in, in actually uh, football in America. You can look it up. It's one of the top 100 American uh, football rivalries. Um, and my friend Adam Bauer, who was having a stud year that year, his junior year, tore his ACL. And... Um, I told him this to say I don't think he was the same athlete, at least in football, after that. Um, it was hard to accept then. It's still hard to accept now that that happened. Um, I believe that that injury, along with some other injuries, costed us a, champ- a chance at a state championship, and that's something I still haven't really let go. So, yeah, I know how it feels to have a really close friend, you know, have to go through something like that. Um, the fact that Clay tore his Achilles and tore his ACL. It's just terrible. I mean, those are two of the worst injuries that you could face, and I'm just, I just feel. Is sorry the Clay for him. we knew and loved God and Dad? No, not at all. Not even a little bit. So Clay's still gonna come back and be Clay. Clay Thompson barely needs to touch the ball to score. <laughs> like, I, I think he's going to lose a lot on the defensive side of the ball for sure. We will never see the Clay Thompson as a defender anymore that we did. But in terms of shooting, Clay Thompson can average 20 years sleep. I'm not worried about that. It's just unfortunate for the Golden State Warriors. How are we going to look at Steph Curry now? Can the Warriors make the playoffs without Clay? You know, this is so sad to think that you have a two-time MVP and we're talking about making the playoffs after two years. That's so sad. And I I would say this. You better make the playoffs after the crappy performance that the Warriors put on last year. Mr. Champions, y'all went from first to worst. And now, and now we're talking about you not even going to the playoffs again. What does this tell you? I told you in the begin. I told you two years ago that I thought Clay Thompson was more valuable to the Warriors than Steph was, and you said that was patently absurd. And I'm still saying that. I told you 
I would, I, me, I would take who? Clay Thompson over Kawhi Leonard. You did say that. And you thought that was petly absurd. I still think that's absurd. <laughs> but why? I mean, I, I would you take would you take Steph Curry over Kawhi? No. Would you I'll take is Kawhi it close? Steph. Is it close? I, I told you I thought Kawhi was the best player in the NBA. Well, you were wrong <laughs> about that for sure. Steph Curry, in my opinion, is not as good as a play. Is not is not the player that that Clay Thompson is. I'm sorry. So do you? Expe- not. But do you expect the Warriors to make the playoffs? Can I drive that point home yes. a little bit? De- last time I checked, defense matters. Yeah. This man takes the best player every single night, plays them, and you still got to go give us our 22, 25 points a game. That's what Clay Thompson does for you every single night. Clay, Steph, we try and hide you on defense because you're quite literally a, a, almost a liability. That's who you are as a player. But we're saying that you're better than Clay Thompson? Come on. That's not fair. And now and now and now the proof is in the pudding. Because we're talking about you getting we're talking about you going first to worst two years in a row? Come on, man. I I don't know, man. I don't I don't I don't know if Steph's really that guy. So you don't think he can make the playoffs? You don't think Steph Curry can make the playoffs? No, I don't see it. I don't see it. You realize when Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City, Russell Westbrook got his team to the playoffs. There were years where... Why didn't you make the playoffs last year? You weren't on pace he to make... Was, he you, wasn't... They didn't play him. He didn't even play. He got hurt last year yes. and broke his hand. Yes. Before that happened, they were like 3-14, and 3-15. and 15. They weren't making yeah. the playoffs anyway. So why is that supposed to happen this year? You still had Draymond Green. So why can't he do it? Because they're not... Because if you look at the statistics, when Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson do not play together... They are not the same. So are you team. saying that he's not even Russell Westbrook? He can't even be Russell Westbrook. I told you heard. I said what I said. You think Russell Westbrook's a better basketball? player? I don't think he's a better basketball player. I think there's a dog inside of Russell Westbrook that refuses to lose. I think Russell Westbrook can do more than Steph Curry can to impact a team. In other words, Steph Curry had like that team. They go through Steph, right? There's so many things that that need to happen, right? Screens ball movement like they rely on those things so when you have a player like clay who shoots the ball like he does induced and uh does the things well that he does on that team and that's no longer there yes that compromises them especially on the defensive side of the ball hmm. so next up i'm gonna do you think do you think they're gonna make the playoffs yes i think they're gonna make the playoffs eighth seed eighth seventh seed something like that so then so then what do you think of steph curry steph steph curry you have <laughs> you have two mvps one unanimous and you have an M- you have a defensive MVP in Draymond Green, and you also have a Kelly Oubre, and you also have an Andrew Wiggins, and you also have what's his name Wiseman, yes. that guy that just came out. That's not enough for you to make it to the playoffs. If he doesn't make it to the playoffs, then I'm sorry. Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Blazers, Jazz, Suns, Mavericks. That's seven right now. Um, we don't know. You don't the, even know Rockets. Rockets. Yeah, I didn't even mention the Rockets because you don't know what's going to happen with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. But I guarantee James Harden's going to the playoffs. Oh, you bet. Oh, no, you no, I'm saying, I'm, 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 no, I'm saying. No, I'm saying. No, I'm saying regardless of if Westbrook's there. Or not. No, no, I'm saying they might trade. James Harden requested a trade too. Uh, trade he's too. Not, he's not I, I, I'm just saying. I'm, I, that's why I just left that out there. Yeah. So, so I'm just saying, it's going to be tough for them to make the playoffs. It's going to yeah. be tough. 
You don't think he can even do what Harden's doing? And because you think Harden can make it. He didn't do it last year. You had the chance. Look, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's kind of like how I'm predicting stuff about Corona and like what I think is going to happen in the next year. And people are like, how are you predicting this? It's not hard. I saw what happened in the beginning of this year, and I don't see much changing. What am I supposed to think that's going to change with Steph Curry this year? So why does James Harden has that dog too? I well, I again, I didn't say it was just the dog. I said he also has like James Harden has a game around him that can actually do that. He has a better team around him. I don't think that you that this team is really built to make a playoff run. Steph Curry, by the way, let's remind you, he's like six two. He's six one. Okay. I don't know. I just don't think he you and look, here's the thing. Whether you have the dog or not, let me just go off of what I saw last year. You weren't that guy last year. Y'all were trash last year. What changed this year? Because you got Wiseman? So silent. You had Wiggins last year and you weren't playing good? What, Kelly Oubre's your saving grace? Come on, I don't see it. So now I want to go to this. Gordon Hayward got $120 million, and that was uh, some people were talking about, you know, getting the back, right? And now some players can get unfairly targeted because other players around the league, maybe somebody, let me use an example, and Marcus Smart's looking like that dude. Hell, that guy got 120 I'm only getting like 50. I'm going after him tonight. I got him tonight. You think that's going to happen to Gordon Hayward? Gordon Hayward is 50 shades of trash. You think people... Oh. Gordon Hayward is 50 shades of trash. He was a liability for the Boston Celtics. I think more than Gordon Hayward, this shows how incompetent Michael Jordan is as an owner. He is literally the 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 worst owner in the history of of basketball as as a player like a player going from ownership you you let me i'm not even gonna talk about gordon Hayward because we know what gordon hayward's done i think it is absolutely sad to see how great michael jordan could be on the court but how incompetent he could be as an owner and you see a lot of this happening with like great 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 basketball players great football players who become coaches they typically have that thing missing like they were doing so great as athletes but they can't coach it the same way i think michael jordan is the same way i just think he shows so much incompetence as it pertains to ownership and i think this is just well but it's enough i mean uh, from what i've heard like gordon hayward got 120 other teams were offering 105 something like that 100 you have to overpay to get a guy like Gordon Hayward, if you want him, to go to Charlotte. Like, Gordon Hayward's not coming if you're not overpaying him. You have to overpay guys to come. Some teams have to overpay guys. I don't know what you're telling me, Daryl. I mean, I don't think Gordon Hayward's that guy. I think we're going to see that. I don't think we're going to see the Charlotte... You know, I don't think we're going to see the Hornets get over the top because Gordon Hayward's there. Like, I, I don't see it. I'm sorry. I don't see it. So, Silas, lastly... Give me a list of NBA cities you would not live in. You would not travel to. Like, if I tell you, Silas... Wouldn't live in or wouldn't travel to? Wouldn't not, not travel to. Let's, let's do not travel to. Let's do not travel we'll do, we'll do not live in next time. Not travel to. Okay. That are off your list. So if I tell you, yo, Silas... Portland. I'm not going to Oregon. <laughs> okay. That's we can't party in Oregon? Nah. No, Places we can't party, Silas. That's absurd. That's absurd. They wouldn't even let me... They wouldn't even let me near the club there. <laughs> okay. Can we go to Utah? We can't go to Utah. <laughs> Girl, we can't go to Utah. Um, where else can't we go? Why you got me disrespecting? Cities? Okay, let's go. Okay, let's keep going. Let's keep going. All right. Um, name some. Name some. I'm gonna get. We get the list. Um, can we go to Denver? No. Hell no. We ain't gonna go. To, where the hell is there to go in Denver? Um, what Silas? We can, we can. We can go to Charlotte. We can go to Charlotte. 
We can go, we can go to Chicago. We can go to New York. We can go to Cali. Um, the Denver Nuggets. That's absurd. Um, Minnesota. No, jeez, that's trash. Minnesota. Can we go to Boston? We can go to Boston. We can go to Boston. Racist Boston for a night. Silas. <laughs> don't don't say anything to get us in trouble. Right oh, here. sorry, sorry. You guys know it's true though. Check the history of Boston. Anyway, keep going. Brooklyn, yeah, that's a yes. We can go to Brooklyn. So New York, that's a yes, obviously. Yeah, everything in New York we can do. Philly. Oh yeah, shout out Philly. Toronto. Oh, you know we can go to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> you know we can go. Okay, to you already Canada. said Chicago. Cleveland. We can go to Cleveland for a night. For a night. For a night. For a, for a night. For a night. It's an overnight. It's an overnight stay. Okay, okay. I'm not even gonna pack. I'm not even gonna unpack my stuff. Just okay. <laughs> Detroit. Oh yeah. A uh, what? The Motor City. So, <laughs> no, 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 Portland, but Detroit's okay. We can definitely go to. We we can spend we can spend a couple nights on a mile. Indiana. We're definitely not going. Listen, we are not going eight mile. Detroit. Nine, we would definitely we were not. Definitely not going. Eight. Indiana. Nah, nah. There's nothing to do out in Indiana. Milwaukee. Hell no. We're not going to Milwaukee. Atlanta. Oh yeah, we're going to Atlanta. Oh yeah, yeah. The be- beautiful queens out in Atlanta. <laughs> Don't say anything else. Silas Street right, might okay, get us okay, in trouble. Okay. Uh, you, you already said you already said Charlotte. Uh, Miami's an obvious one. Orlando, right? That's cool. Disney. Yeah, we can go to Orlando. Washington. Yeah, we can go there for a night. Oklahoma City. I don't think anybody wants to. I don't think the people living in Oklahoma City want to be in Oklahoma City. <laughs> Obviously, Golden State, the Bay. Every single player on the Oklahoma City Thunder level. I got you this picture. <laughs> you, <laughs> oh, we had a little. Sorry, I, guys, my phone dropped. I got I to show Daryl something. Keep, keep talking. Obviously, Golden State. Yeah. Um, LA, both LA teams. Phoenix. It's too. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Daryl, I'll tell you off air, but yes. Yes. Definitely okay. Will. Definitely tell me off air, Silas. We can go uh, to Phoenix. Sacramento. Sacramento. California. Yeah. Dallas. Yes, we can go to Dallas. <laughs> I hate this. Silas just showed me it, it was inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> Houston. <laughs> Houston. <laughs> Houston. We can go to Houston. We can go to Houston. <laughs> I was just in Houston. Uh, New Orleans. Oh yeah, what Pearl? What is it called? Uh, Mardi Gras? Not Mardi Gras. What's that? What's that famous street down there? I have no clue. Oh remember. my God, Daryl! It's it's Memphis? Bourbon Street, Bourbon Street. Yeah. Memphis. Oh yeah, we can go to Memphis. San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Anything in Texas is fun. So we got the NBA cities that Silas. So says Oklahoma, we Minnesota, Milwaukee. We won't visit Denver. So next time we'll do the ones you'd live in. Oh, I can tell you that one right now. Quick. Okay. I we can I can live in New York, New York okay. City. I can live in Chicago. Maybe, maybe Milwaukee. I can live in Chicago. Um I'd rather stick pins in my eyes than live in Milwaukee. Oh, what about Utah? Um, put needles in my tongue <laughs> than live there. Um, I'd definitely rather uh, be in Cali, for sure. Anywhere in Cali really isn't a problem. Um, 
I wouldn't mind living in Texas. Texas is pretty nice. Um, you guys are strange. You guys are a bunch of rebels down there. I'm not gonna lie. You guys don't like following the rules that much, which is why, <laughs> which is why you guys are getting pretty high. You guys are in the red zone. You guys been there for a while, but that's none of my business. Um, let's see. Another place that I would live. Yeah, definitely Chicago, Cali, New York City. Um, oh, Atlanta. I wouldn't mind living. Would you mind living? I, would no, mind I wouldn't live. Not get in too much trouble. Oh yeah. So I'm look. I only want to be at the at the party at the Memphis. Oh. And plus, have you seen Atlanta traffic? Toronto. I would, would you live, live in, in Would you live in Toronto? I wouldn't live in Canada. I would. I would live. I would live in Toronto tomorrow. Um, because you live in Buffalo right now. Yeah, I love my right. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, all you gotta do is go up the street, and you're in and you're in Canada. Um, where else would I live? I would live in. Let me. I'm trying to give you two more. Denver. Absolutely not. Daryl, why are you trying to get me in trouble? Get me talking about these places Chicago? that are irrelevant. Chicago? Yeah, for sure. I live in Chicago. Oklahoma? No. Phoenix? I live in Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's enough. Yeah, all right, we're good. Silas, I want to thank you for coming on the pod, man. And once again, I want to thank Silas Garrison for coming on the pod. Always appreciate it when Silas comes on. And uh, you can check me out on Twitter, by the way. Didn't get that out there in the intro, but we're going to get that out now. Uh, at Night Train underscore Lane. Post a lot of sports stuff. Post my podcasts on there. So if you want to follow me there, that would be appreciated. Also, like I said, if this is your first time listening to the pod or you have not followed or subscribed yet, please do that. Let your friends and your family know. They like sports. They like sports content, sports podcasts, sports talk. Every little bit helps, and I appreciate it. And we're trying to grow this thing right here. So I want to thank all of you for listening to this episode. The 228th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.